from the cozy HBP Studios. You're listening to the 74th episode of Hipster Baseball Podcast, HBP. I'm Dorian, and on today's podcast, we're sleepy with the Seattle Mariners. Watch Brett Phillips and the Tampa Bay Rays make baseball fun. And U.S. Army veteran Regan talks about Armed Forces Weekend in Major League Baseball. Today, I'm drinking a beer called Alliance, which is a dark saison from a local good American brewing company called City State Brewing Company in Washington, D.C. It turns out that James Warner, who is who started the brewery, who I guess one of the founders, one of the co-founders, whatever you want to call it, he is a former Senate staffer on Capitol Hill and a Peace Corps volunteer. You cannot get any more D.C. than that when it comes to your resume. For those of you who have spent any amount of time in the D.C. area, it's that's a classic, classic resume. So cheers to James Warner for going out of that of those D.C. circles and pursuing his passion of starting a brewing company. And I want to ask you, have you ever been a Peace Corps volunteer? Were you in, were you a foreign service officer? Have you volunteered for the armed forces? Did you volunteer for city year? Which, which allows you to teach in classes in schools and districts all around the country. I have not done any of those things. But I always find it interesting people who do. And in these volunteer positions, you get paid modestly to join any of the organizations that I mentioned. And obviously organizations that I, have, that I haven't mentioned. Our social media is free and we don't pay you. We just want you to follow us. And if you don't want to follow us, not a big deal. <laughs> but if you do... Our Twitter handle is at HBP4040, and our Instagram account is Hipster Baseball Podcast. I want to talk about the Seattle Mariners, who are currently in fourth place in the American League West Division. The Mariners were my dark horse to represent the American League in the, in the World Series. Things aren't looking that good right now, because the Mariners are 10 games behind the division leaders, the Houston Astros. Hello, hello. Hello, how low? Here we are now. Entertain us. I feel stupid for trusting this team. <laughs> this is a team that was hoping to get back to the playoffs for the first time in 20 years. 20 years. By the way, that amazing rendition I just shared with you is from the legendary Seattle grunge band Nirvana and the 1991 hit Smells Like Team Spirit. It smells like another year without playoff baseball to me in Seattle, okay? I cannot believe that the Mariners haven't made the playoffs in 20 years. That was back in 2002. That's the year that the Boston Hall of Fame, Boston Hall of Fame, that's the year that the Boston Red Sox Hall of Fame legend Ted Williams passed away from leukemia. Some of you may know who I'm talking about. Other, other of you may say, you mean that cryogenically frozen old dude? Yes, that's the guy. <laughs> this is true, by the way. Ted Williams is cryogenically frozen at in Arizona at this place called the Alcor Life Extension Foundation. And, and basically, his body is suspended in liquid nitrogen. The idea is that the body is cooled down to a low enough temperature to stop the dying process. And the body's held there until... In an unknown future that the technology can be developed to bring a person back to life. I mean, do you really want to come back to life with 
the same age, 75, 85, 95 years old, with the same aches, the same pains in the year 2347? I don't know. But these Alcor Life Extension Foundation people aren't just doing this for humans. They're doing it for our best friends, our pets. They have about 90 pets that are also currently frozen in suspended in liquid nitrogen so you got pets you got humans that are being preserved at a sub-zero temperature and one day they may live again that sounds like some pet cemetery stuff from stephen king and you know what since we're on the topic of 20 years ago do you remember 2002 you were probably going to blockbuster to hopefully find the vhs or the DVD for you fancy people of Ice Age, Minority Report, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. You were making phone calls after 9 o'clock, of course, on your Nokia phone. <laughs> I mean, what is this? An episode of VH1, I Love the 90s? VH1, I Love the 2000s? This is the baseball podcast, people. All right, let's get back to baseball. Let's get out of our time machine. Let's shake off that liquid nitrogen. The Mariners haven't been good, as I said that a few moments ago. They've been shut out six times this season, which is tied with the mighty Oakland Athletics for the most shutouts so far this season. They're only 18th in runs scored. There's only 30 teams in, in Major League Baseball. But they're 12th in my favorite statistic on base percentage. So they're right in the middle of the pack. Their, their OBP is 314. That's telling me the Seattle Mariners are getting on base. They just aren't scoring. And to add more misery, the Mariners have only won two of their last 10 games. They've only won five of their last 23 games. That is a disgusting statistic. And I'm not the only one wondering... What the heck is going on in Seattle? This is a team dripping with young talent. They have the 2020 American League Rookie of the Year outfielder. They got Kyle Lewis. But Lewis has been out for Lewis has been out for about a year now. Lewis finally came back to the Seattle Mariners on Tuesday, the 24th of May. It was the first game, like I said, in almost a year. He had to have a surgical he had to have surgery on his right knee because he tore his meniscus. And on that game on the 24th against the Oakland Athletics, he had two hits. So welcome back, Kyle Lewis. But a lot of the guys that the Seattle Mariners have been, were counting on have not performed. Matt Brash, a rookie pitcher, was demoted to the minor leagues. And you know what? Brash had a really bad outing for the AAA Tacoma Rainiers. Just a few days ago, he gave up five runs on two home runs. He walked three and had two wild pitches in one inning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Another youngster, second-year outfielder Jared Kelnick, he was demoted to AAA. They've had injuries to, I mean, their outfielder has been just, their outfielders have been nothing but the emergency room. Uh, they're all, one, uh, an all-star, the right fielder, Mitch Hanniger. Injured. Catcher, Tom Murphy, injured. Evan White, 
He won a gold glove as a first baseman back in 2020. Injured. And right now, Evan White is rehabbing with the AAA Tacoma Rainiers from a sports hernia injury. Jared Kelnick, he's also with the AAA Tacoma Rainiers. Before he was sent down to the minors, Jared Kelnick was hitting 140. That's 140. That is atrocious, and that is not what the Seattle Mariners expected. But he's a young man. He will figure it out. That's why they sent him down to AAA. And Jerry Tapoto, who is the Seattle Mariners president of baseball operations, was talking about Jared Kelnick and the fact that they had to send him down to AAA. I think last week or two weeks ago, he said, quote, he puts a lot of pressure on himself. And we thought we could help by just alleviating some of that pressure and giving him an opportunity to go play and just let his skills hang out, end quote. I have absolutely no idea what in the world Jerry DePoto was trying to say with that, (laughs) but they still have faith in him. He's too young, way too talented. I have faith in him. It's just getting really late, very early to bastardize some Winston Churchill phrase for Wait, was that Yoga Yogi Berra? I don't know, whatever, it doesn't matter. The point is that the Seattle Mariners are in trouble. Because not only do they have all these injuries, their bullpen is the second worst in terms of ERA in the entire league. And on top of that, and and on top of that, another one of their catchers, a young, repeat after me, second year catcher, another young kid, Cal Raleigh, he was hitting. 130, 130 before he was sent down to AAA Tacoma Rainiers. But look, the Seattle Mariners are still a young, incredibly talented team led by rookie outfielder, the Dominican sensation Julio Rodriguez. He's in his first year. Jared Kelnick is in his second year. Matt Brash is a rookie. Kyle Lewis is still young. It's just incredible. And look, Rodriguez is one of the next big superstars right behind guys like Ronald Acuna Jr., Fernando Tatis Jr., Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Rodriguez as a rookie. He's played in like 35 games, I think. He's hitting 267. He's had five home runs. He's stolen 13 bases. He's a smart guy. He has fun when he plays. He exudes so much energy. I love the way he plays. The Seattle Mariners have their next Ken Griffey Jr. The Seattle Mariners have their next Alex Rodriguez. The Seattle Mariners have their next Ichiro Suzuki. Right now, it does not look like the Mariners are going to overtake both the Houston Astros and the Los Angeles Angels in that American League West division. So we're probably not going to see the Seattle Mariners in the playoffs again. So it might have to be 21 years before the Mariners are back in the playoffs in 2023. If they don't do it, Seattle Mariners fans, people who live in the Seattle area in the great Northwest, you still have Starbucks to look forward to. You can still play your old Nirvana tapes. And maybe you can go search for Bigfoot to entertain you until the 2023 season starts up again. And on that bright note, We're going to try to continue to entertain you. And what entertains me, what provides entertainment for you as well, is technology. And that kind of entertainment cannot be done in the 21st century without our show sponsor. Inventic Solar. 
supplier of notebook computers, servers, and mobile devices. Inventic Solar specializes in research and development and manufacturing of multi-crystalline silicon solar cell. What's that mean for me? That means you can watch your favorite baseball team on your smartphone. You can watch your favorite movie on your computer when you're flying 30,000 feet above in the air. Or it's making sure your navigation system gets you to the summer barbecues on time. Inventic Solar. We make solar cells that power your life. Cheers to Invectic Solar. Thank you so much for all the wonderful things that you do. And I'm going to have a drink. I also appreciate good stories. And in this next segment, what's on the mind of moi, I've been thinking about Brett Phillips. Brett Phillips is the Tampa Bay Rays jack of all trades. He's an outfielder. He's a pitcher. He's an airplane celebration specialist. <laughs> right now, the Rays are in second place in the American League division, four and a half games back of the New York Yankees. And we talked about Brett Phillips way back in episode five and in episode 46. But I want to talk about what Brett Phillips has done this year before some of some home games. Last week, before the 17th of May home game versus the Detroit Tigers, Jaden Lopez, a young man from the Tampa Bay area who has cerebral palsy, and he also watches all the Rays games, he threw out the first pitch before the game to his favorite player. Who's Jaden's favorite player? Brett Phillips. By the way, for those of you that don't know, cerebral palsy is a motor disability that appears in early childhood. And in the bottom of the fifth inning versus the Tigers, Phillips hit a solo home run to right field, and the Rays won 8-1. to one. And last month, on the 12th of April, in another home game versus the Oakland Athletics, Chloe Grimes, she's a young girl from the Tampa Bay area, and she's battling thyroid cancer for the second time, which is absolutely insane that these young children are going through these illnesses. She threw out the first pitch, and who do you think Chloe's favorite player is? Brett Phillips. By the way, cheers to the Tampa Bay Rays Children's Dream Fund that that provides this opportunity for children in the Tampa Bay area to meet their heroes and have these awesome game day experiences. And again, for those of you that may not know, thyroid cancer usually presents itself as a lump or a nodule in the thyroid, which is just below your Adam's apple, but it usually doesn't cause any other symptoms. Nevertheless, Chloe gave Brett Phillips a bracelet, which he wore during the game and also after the game. She gave him a signed softball because she's obviously a big baseball player. She had played softball with her team, and she gave him a nice handwritten note as well. And in the third inning of that game, back on the 12th of April, Trisha Whitaker, who is a presenter on the Tampa Bay Rays TV broadcast, was interviewing Chloe. And as Trisha was interviewing Chloe, Brett Phillips hit a home run, which is incredible. It's insane. I mean, it's like different forces of the universe are working. I don't know. This is obviously not an astrological podcast, but it's it's incredible. And as the interview was happening, right as Phillips was hitting the home run, Chloe was telling Trisha how much she likes Phillips because of how much fun he has and she really likes his airplane move. 
and Chloe was attending the game with all of her softball teammates and obviously her mother as well. And after the game, the, the journalists were asking Brett Phillips about Chloe and his home run and obviously the, the Rays win. And he basically said that she's his hero. He said, quote, this is her story, not mine. I'm just glad to be a small part of it, end quote. Phillips also added saying, sending a message out to Chloe after the game saying that he, that saying that she's his inspiration, quote, you would never know she's battling cancer. Just the joy and energy she brought, it's tough, but it puts my career in perspective and how I come out here every day and treat everyone with love and respect. Chloe, you add to the story and I appreciate you, end quote. We mostly like feel good stories. But you also have to ask yourself, why do these kids love Brett Phillips? This guy's a career 206 hitter. He's hit a grand total of 27 home runs in 676 plate appearances. He's not an everyday player in the Tampa Bay Rays. But kids are just drawn to him. He has a knack for the clutch, as if we remember back in 2020 during the World Series against the Los Angeles Dodgers. He also wears a t-shirt that says, Baseball is fun. <laughs> he's always laughing. He's always smiling. Brett Phillips looks like he genuinely loves the fact that he gets paid to play baseball. He gets paid to play a sport. He gets paid to do something he loves. The HBP bullpen told me that Brett Phillips actually grew up. He's a local boy. He grew up in Seminole, Florida, which is actually just northwest of St. Petersburg, where the where the horrendous Tropicana Field of the Tampa Bay Rays is located. And he would actually go to the Rays games when he was younger. He actually graduated from Seminole High School back in 2012, home of Wally the Warhawk. That's a pretty funny mascot. And I love that Brett Phillips wears the jersey number 35 for his friend that he met at Seminole High School called Nate Richardson. But unfortunately, Nate passed away in a car accident when they were both freshmen at Seminole High School. Brett Phillips wears number 35 to honor Nate. Phillips said, quote, I told his family that whenever I got to the big leagues, I wanted to honor the son and my good friend by wearing number 35, end quote. And after that 12th, 12th of April game against the Detroit Tigers at home, when everyone was interviewing him for the home run, for what Chloe said about him, Brett Phillips also added, quote, every single day, every one of us has to deal with the consequences of our actions. I have learned that the consequences to loving, to respecting, to giving joy, and to giving energy are a lot better than being disrespectful or being angry all the time. It's a no-brainer to me. You're going to run into people who are miserable, and you just have to move on from that. For me, I'll always treat everyone with love and respect and live with the results. More often than not, it always turns out great for me. I am really blessed to be where I am in my life. There's no question about that. I have a great family, great friends, and I love everything about my life right now. Who can ask for anything more than that, really? End quote. I love Brett Phillips for his outlook on life, the way he plays baseball, his impact on the Tampa Bay Rays, and more importantly, on the youth, the future of America, the youth of the Tampa Bay areas. What am I, a politician? No, I'm not, people. I'm really not. <laughs> I hope 
that Brett Phillips continues to play impactful, valuable baseball for the Tampa Bay Rays and that they win the American League East Division again. Because this weekend they have an important four-game home series against the division-leading New York Yankees. And again, those two young children who are battling horrific illnesses that no young children should be doing. When you're young, you need to be playing, enjoying, not having to battle these horrible illnesses, unfortunately. Remember, Jaden Lopez, Chloe Grimes, just two names who of so many children who have to battle unfortunate illnesses. So we also think about them. I love that Brett Phillips is who he is. And I did, I've also done some more thinking, which can be dangerous, because this past weekend was Major League Baseball's Armed Forces weekend. I'm sure you saw some of the games where players wore the camouflage hats along with their team with the team's normal uniforms. And of course, Memorial Day weekend is this upcoming weekend in a few days. Memorial Day weekend when we honor military personnel who have died serving. It made me really think, is Major League Baseball legitimately honoring military personnel? Or is it a cynical way to make more money? by selling military merchandise is it does it is it a way to draw more of attention on itself to say oh look how righteous we are look how patriotic we are i thought these things but i also thought i would need a little bit of help talking about this and so i reached out to this week's guests for a conversation i want to welcome regan who is a u.s army veteran to the show regan welcome Hey, thanks, Dorian. Uh, thanks for honoring me as a veteran being here on the on the show. Absolutely. Thank you for joining and spending some time with us. My first question to you is, what made you volunteer for the U.S. Army? Well, I think of it like, like family. I put it in those terms, Uncle Sam. You know, he said, come work for me. You know, I'll provide for you uh, a job where you can make some money and... And not not bad money anyway. It's, it's it's all right. It's pretty reasonable. Provide also like training. What would you say? Physical trainers get you in shape. That's during your whole time. Keep you in shape. Provides you training for whatever the job is you're doing, or you want to do. And a chance to see the world if you want to. And also, you know, you get to meet life-lasting friends. You spend a lot of time in the military. You get to meet people and you get to make friends. And it really opens up a whole different world for you. But initially, it was pretty much to pay off college loans, the financial reasons for it, as well as being patriotic in a sense. I mean, coming from... I'm I'm an immigrant here in America, so uh, I think that serving the military makes you a little bit more of a... An American, you can kind of like hold that right and say, hey, you know, I, I'm an American too because, look, I served. So I do want to yeah. share with everyone that Regan is no longer with the Army. He's exited the Army. He's, a vet, he's now a veteran. And as I said earlier in the podcast about this past weekend being Armed Forces weekend in Major League Baseball, I also want to bring about another point where the, the National Football League got into a scandal a few years ago where it turns out that the National Football League was charging the Department of Defense to do some of these flyovers and doing these honoring the veterans and having active military personnel come on the field before football games. And it was just 
It was absolutely ridiculous that they were doing. I'm not saying that Major League Baseball is doing that for Armed Service, Armed Forces weekend, and obviously Memorial Day weekend is coming up in a matter of days. As a veteran, what does help look like for you? Members who come out of the military or choose to come out of the military before retirement to facil- facilitate a way for them to, yeah, find jobs and to have a successful career and also, you know, provide benefits. And I think the benefits that we have for, for military people who come out of the military are very, very limited. I mean, yeah, they, they get 10%, you know, from where, uh, in a Home Depot or whatever. I mean, it's, it's, it's laughable compared to what the Roman soldiers used to get back in the day or whatever. You, you, know? can, go to base, you can go to baseball games and get honored. Or, yeah, yeah. It, to me, it seems ridiculous. And, and because we don't honor, because our culture and our society and our, our, our government and, and the funds that, that should be given to, to soldiers or retired people or people coming out of the military is very lacking... We look to people that coming out of the military as they needing help. We look at look to them as a case of charity. Where we should not, we should look to them and be like. And if you look up to people who choose to sacrifice and serve, then you have more people who want to do it. You have more kids who want to get out of when they get out of you know like high school. They want to serve. They want to. They want to. You know, experience that. And, and improve their lives. There's lots of people who join the military, they come out and they're very successful in life. And they go on and they live amazing lives, you know, and have families and a large percentage of, of military people come out and they have great lives. And it's a small percentage who struggle. And those are the ones we kind of like look at and then we define like all veterans as, you know, people who, you know, come back and they have like whole loads of problems it seems that that's just how it is and it's kind of, it's kind of sad i mean it's it's true that yeah there are some that struggle but i mean there shouldn't be any military people retiring from the military that are struggling they all should be you know like be given homes and along those same lines when you go to a sporting event when you go on an airplane it's always do we have any active duty service members do we have any veterans uh, stand up and salute the veterans and all this other stuff. We almost have to make a play of, oh, we absolutely respect and love our veterans and love our active duty service members. But it's almost like a play. and Yeah, it's very superficial. So that, that, that's, that's ultimately my question of how do you feel about those things? Do those things need, are those things necessary? And secondly, how does all of these events around active duty service members and veterans make you feel? Well, yeah, just like going back to what I said before, I think that, you know, because these veterans are not honored the way that they should, they're not, they're not seen in the light they should be seen. And somehow, I don't know how it happened, but somehow... It seems like when it comes to the point where people are talking about vets, it, it's always as some type of charity or some kind of like handout or giving something to vets. But at the same time, but, I'm, I'm sorry, but at the same time, when you're in the military, you get 
trained to do certain jobs that those skill sets are not totally applicable in the civilian world. And so it's a harder transition sometimes for some active duties, for some service members to apply job skills that they learn in the military in the civilian world. And then that's why we have these such a high percentage of homeless members, at least in the U.S., that happen to have served. And what is that percentage? Do you know? Actually, it's it's believed that it's about 11 percent of all homeless people in the U.S. are veterans. Yeah, to me, that sounds crazy. Because if 1% of the American population serve in the military and 11% of the people that are homeless are veterans... It's an, over, it's an over-representation. That is an incredible uh, number of how veterans are looked at or or helped really helped in in America obviously when you're in the military you go to a school or depending on what branch you are you you are you're always doing you're always learning you're always coursing as someone exiting the military whether they were in for four years eight years 20 years etc they can learn they can adapt to whatever is needed in the civilian world but someone who may be listening may be on the other side of that of considering joining the armed forces, what is your suggestions? What is your advice to someone who's looking to enter the armed services? Yeah, just recapping on what we said is that, yes, you are going to be held back. You're losing those years because you're learning military stuff. And it's usually stuff just pertaining to, to military stuff unless you are becoming a medic. Or, or stuff like that where you're going to be that those those kinds of job will be able to transition towards uh, civilian life but if it's not you are going to be I guess you're giving up those those formidable years of your adulthood you'll be you'll be you'll be back you'll be kind of like held back but you'll be learning other skills that are also valuable and I wouldn't sell sell that short that those are great leadership skills you're learning discipline you're learning about uh health you're learning how about keeping yourself in shape and the importance of that and and developing the habits to doing that that's something you carry throughout your entire life and you're able to build friends and make friends and that's another important part of life so there's a lots of stuff that you get in the military that that adds to your life as a person and and adds you know the, those things that makes life enjoyable having people in it and having those things that helps you aware of, of your health I want to ask you an important question are you going to watch Top Gun Maverick this weekend? of course I thought you army guys didn't like navy guys what? I thought you army guys didn't like navy guys this is Air Force. Isn't he Air Force? No. Tom Cruise Air Force. He flies a jet. No, they're in Navy. Navy Top Gun School. Really? How do you not know this is a veteran? Shame on you. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there, everyone. He's Air Force. No, he's not. And I'm he's going Navy. to see Tom Cruise. How much do you Tom wanna, Cruise is the best. How much do you want to bet? 
that Top Gun is they are naval officers. They're naval fighter pilot jets. I never one time saw a a a, a, a liner. Look, who ha- who has well, aircraft yeah, carriers? That's true. That's who has true. aircraft carriers? The Navy or the Air Force? The Navy. Anyways, Regan is going to watch Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. I am not going to watch Top Gun Maverick because I don't believe in ruining classics. Just like I didn't watch Coming to America 2. No, it's honoring the classics no. by watching the new stuff. Is that You're able to remember the the old stuff by watching the new stuff. Tom Cruise is like 75 years old if, right now if, and if, his face is full okay. of fillers. Listen, I'm not gonna if watch there the wasn't movie. a new one, you wouldn't be talking about the old one right now, would you? The point, point is, taken, I, I will rewatch the old Top Gun. No, I you wouldn't. Re- I watch you, it all the time. I oh, watch really? Coming to America all the time, but I didn't watch Coming to America 2, the one that came on Amazon a few <laughs> a few years ago. You don't mess up classics. And I'm not going to watch Top Gun Maverick, but I'm glad that you are going to support yeah. the Navy guys and watch Top of course. Gun Maverick. Yeah. Regan, to leave this conversation with you on a, on a lighter note, I always ask my guests on the podcast, what's their favorite go-to drink spot or a food spot? Because we love supporting good American jobs in this podcast. So <laughs> in the Baltimore area where you currently live, in Baltimore, Maryland, what's your favorite spots to go? That's a good question because there's a lot of places I like to go. But if I would recommend one place to go if you are living in Baltimore and you haven't or if you're visiting would be Black Swan BLK I think it's called BLK Swan yeah the cuisine what do you like is, about is that? pretty good there it's a high end restaurant it's really beautiful inside you're a veteran They've doing got very some well arts then. and stuff and they're like art, a lot of art deco They've got some photos of of some famous people and some some Photos taken by some famous photographers and the drinks. They're really generous with the drinks there. Do they have a picture of you as a veteran? I'm, I'm, I'm going to consult them about that. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, everything I tried there on the menu. Okay, so Black Swan yeah. in Baltimore, Maryland. BLK, I think. BLK. 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 And right. it's, a, it's a black chef. I forget his name. So bad. Horrible about that. It's a black-owned business in Baltimore, and uh, I was really, really had a good time there. Food was really good. Excellent. Well, Regan, I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for joining us, and I also want to thank you for your service. Thank you. Appreciate it. We want to thank Regan and all service members, active and veterans. I also want to thank a few of our new listeners from Gabarovsk. Russia, Kabarovsk, I have absolutely no idea if I'm pronouncing that correctly, and Greenwich, Connecticut. Thanks for listening to the podcast where we talk about baseball, drinks, denarius, and everything else under the sun. Share the podcast with your friends and family if you want, and if you don't, if you want to keep this secret all to yourself, you can do that too. Find us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast. SoundCloud, and Spotify. I always share my drink on our social media accounts. Drink description will always be in the episode description. Join me next time. I promise there will not be a two-week gap for the next one. 
for a brand new episode of HVP, Hipster Baseball Podcast. Goodbye and enjoy Memorial Day weekend.